How, how are you doing, Michael? I'm doing all right. Okay. Oh, oh, you started recording. I see it. <laughs> Trying to be sneaky there. <laughs> yeah. So if I say to you, hi, Michael, what I'm Gorda, what would you say? I'd say, I don't understand what you're saying to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like you said hello. So I'll say hello as well. Yeah. I just ask you how you were doing in Danish, the language <laughs> that I speak. Oh, we need to move on from it. I'm already embarrassed enough. <laughs> so, yeah, just want before we start the intro to point out that I'm Danish. I'm from Denmark. <laughs> I do not speak Dutch um, and I'm not from the Netherlands. So <laughs> with that out of the way, uh, you know, I mean, Syrup also need, needed to to figure that out because he also asked me how my Dutch was, and I was like, yeah, I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> um, but that out of the way, I think we're ready to record. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Two Nerds, maybe more with your host, Michael Sarsinski and Martin Larsen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of Two Nerds, Maybe More. As of recording, it is May 23rd, 2020. I am Michael. I'm here. I'm ready to go. And with me, of course, as always, is Marty, who is apparently not Dutch or from the Netherlands, um, of a state commonly made, apparently. Marty, how are you? In English, how are you? (laughs) Hi, Michael. I am great. So, do you know what I think we should put on the political agenda today? Geography. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to pass on that. One, this is not a political podcast. And two, I'm also not very good at geography. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to go. The show's already derailed and we haven't even started. <laughs> Well, that that's how it goes when when I mean, so, okay, sorry. Let, let's people who who don't really know what happened before the show. You wanted to try to surprise me and talk to me in my native tongue. And to be honest, that was actually, it, it, it was a it was a cool idea. I, I really like the sentiment. Uh, fun fact though is that a lot of people, and I don't know why that is, a lot of people mix up. Uh, I mean, sure, Danish, Dutch, uh, they're both the D's. So people think it's sort of like the, if I'm if you're from Denmark, then you might be speaking Dutch. I can understand misunderstanding. Uh, why you would be uh, misunderstand that um, um, but Dutch the Dutch people is actually the people from the Netherlands which, which you know again why doesn't the Netherlands people speak Netherlandish or something why do they speak Dutch it's, <laughs> it is it is a little bit weird so yeah but I really I appreciate the sentiment but yeah I'm not Dutch <laughs> <laughs> I tried to say hello how are you and I said it in the wrong language so <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on to that. We're move on from that. And uh, hold on. I have to. <laughs> My window needs to be closed because there's a whole bunch of noise coming from outside. So, Marty, tell everybody what, what you've been uh, watching. All right. Let's jump into it. I have been watching. I know Michael is away from the computer, so he has no idea what I'm talking about. So uh, <laughs> I've been watching Rick and Morty. Um, there are some new episodes coming out. Sadly, Michael, now that he can hear me again, Rick and Morty, uh, the episodes that are coming out, is like once a week. I mean, what is that in these streaming days? Have to wait a whole bloody week for a new episode um but um but no i love my myself some rick and morty it's amazing um and just i just realized today when i watched uh, the newest episode that if you look at, at the you know the graphics the the how they animated how it looks like today and compare it to season one it, it's like holy crap that has improved immensely um it's it's crazy now, Rick and Morty, I don't have much experience with it. Um, I've <gasps> noticed it. I've oh noticed God. it. It's been around, obviously. I, you know what? I, I, it's fine that you, that you know mix up Dutch and Danish. Deliver <laughs> that. But you haven't seen Rick and Morty, Michael? You haven't seen no, Rick and so Morty? Here's the thing is that when it comes to animated comedy, I don't know if this is true or not, but it came across to me that Rick and Morty was along those lines of crude humor which I may be wrong. And when it comes to crude humor, there's only certain things that catch my my attention to actually watch, which so far it's only been two 
which is South Park and Archer, mm. which are two of my favorite animated shows to watch, with the, which have that crude humor. Now, am I wrong in thinking that it's crude humor? Like, am I missing something there? You are not completely wrong. It There is definitely crude humor in there. Uh, a lot of sexual innuendos, stuff like that. Uh, but it's also really intelligent. It's really well written as well. Uh, and there's some episodes that has sort of like, you know, f- fans going crazy and having theory crafting things and stuff like that because it, it happens only, I think, one or twice, once or twice uh, in, a, in a season, uh, these things that people theory craft about and things like that. So it's, uh, I would say, yeah, there is definitely crude humor. Um, so. But but I I, really, I feel like it's it's way more intelligent if if, okay. if you start watching it and if you, if you start scratching a little bit deeper than just looking at the surface. Okay, which I will because South Park is actually a lot deeper than what people think it is. Hmm. Um, if like you've ever listened to any interview with Matt Stone and Trey Parker, like oh I love those you, guys. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're really smart about the way that they do things and hmm. um, the show is much smarter. So I'll tell you what. Uh, I will actually give Rick and Morty a shot and I will actually watch it. And next episode, to hold myself accountable, we will continue <laughs> to talk about it a little bit more so that okay. I can give you my okay. opinions on it. Okay, then I have a quick question for you because, yes. I, I, you know, the last few weeks I haven't really been watching a lot of stuff uh, because I, I haven't really found anything that really caught my eye. But one thing that I have been looking at is the Haunted the haunted House of what is it the, the, oh the, the haunting album. of hill house or yeah, yes yes <laughs> that's the way see yes. danish not english clearly <laughs> um so that's uh, not on any of our list sorry yes it, it is amazing i watched it with selena and that that show was so good it was so good i loved like pretty much every episode of that show um, mm. I definitely recommend that show to anybody who likes horror. It's um, you know that show, uh, This Is Us, like that big drama show that uh, has like Mandy Moore in it. And uh... no. so I haven't watched This Is Us, but it's a big drama show that a lot of people like. Like it caught on, um, and a lot of people really liked it. I kind of liken this show to that, but with horror elements because like the focus is not necessarily just on the horror elements, but the family history that is going into part of this horror element as well. So um, Mm. it's very intriguing and I found it to be very enjoyable. Michael Keaton's in it. So you can't go wrong with Michael Keaton. Yes. Uh, Or Beetlejuice to some of us. Yep. Uh, yeah, so so if, if you want to hold yourself accountable to watch Rick and Morty, then I will definitely hold myself accountable to, to watch that, that Hill House haunting thing. Yes, definitely give it a shot. Um, <laughs> speaking of, like, scary things and things like that, um, I haven't watched much of it. I've only watched, like, the first two episodes, but I have started Penny Dreadful. Mm. And yes. I, I just have to say that from what I've seen so far... I am so happy that I have suddenly discovered this show and started watching it. And I am very excited for whatever journey I'm about to enter on because it just seems like it's right up my alley. It seems very well done. And I'm really excited to see how it goes. I don't know how far. Have have you seen the, oh, what's it called when you have a, 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 the possession scene? Have you seen the possession scene yet? I don't think so. Okay. That scene is so amazing it's such great acting uh i yeah i I really season one was so freaking good um season two i don't really remember that well i I don't think it was that memorable and i haven't seen season three yet but it's something where i I definitely want to go back and i think i want to go back and watch the whole thing again because Mm -hmm. season season one was just so good that it's definitely worth a a, a rewatch. season two i don't really remember maybe i'll start remembering when i start seeing it but i don't really remember that well and i haven't seen the last season uh that that also came out recently a a spin-off came out to penny dreadful Mm. Uh, that is, uh, I haven't seen it. I've just read the reviews that it actually got sort of, uh, it got good reviews. Um, it's just different than mm-hmm. the, the main series. Yeah. So, uh, so, so there is that as well. Uh, I sort of want to dig into that at some point, I think. Uh, but I think I want to, to, to go back and rewatch Penny Dreadful and finish that first. 
um awesome there's so many things that i've actually been watching to uh, i'll keep it on the horror front i didn't put it in the show notes but i also watched um, a movie called the vatican tapes on netflix i don't know if you've watched that one nope. i'm a sucker for like random possession movies on netflix even though i know that they might be like b movies and things like that and i watched this one and it was actually i thought it was pretty good um it pretty much is not just your normal oh it's a demon possessing but it's rather like the antichrist is rising type deal Mm. Uh, and i just love the way that they approach it and how they push it forward so i'll move on from that and i'll watch something that i'm sure a lot of people have watched listening to this podcast which last night selena and i we sat down and we're like hey i messaged her while she was at work i'm like hey you want to watch some indiana jones and she was Mm. like she just walks in the house like walk through the door of the room and answers my question just by saying like (laughs) and we had watched all three of the movies like the original movies a while back Mm. Um, but we didn't go on to kingdom of the crystal skull and i mentioned to her i'm like hey so we didn't watch kingdom of the crystal skull uh last time we went through the trilogy did you want to watch that or do you just want to kind of watch the first one over again Mm. um i'm like to to be honest a lot of people don't like uh kingdom of the crystal skull i'm like i've only watched it like once so i'm a bit indifferent on it uh and she's like yeah let's just go back so we watched raiders of the lost ark uh which is still an excellent movie absolutely love it it's a such an adventure Mm. um gotta love indiana jones Oh, I want to go back and watch them again at some point when we get Disney Plus over here. They're on Disney Plus, right? Um, they're on Netflix. Oh, they're on Netflix. Any, yes, even because better. um, yeah, because it's a uh, Paramount deal. Ah, right. Okay. I just why, why do you think that was Disney? Uh, because Disney owns like they own the distribution rights, and uh, if you go to like Disneyland or Disney World, there's Indiana Jones stuff. Uh, okay. But. Oh. So they pretty much control the ability to create any new uh, Indiana Jones properties and things like that. And they probably have to do a deal with Paramount if they want to do anything related to the old ones. Yeah. Okay, so I wasn't that far off. And to be honest, I'm having a hard time imagining Disney doing uh, an Indiana Jones in the same style as Indiana Mm -hmm. Jones. Because I think we talked about it before. There's like some pretty gruesome stuff in there with, you know... Uh, uh, heart eating people and things like that. <laughs> Some face melting action going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That yeah. puts a cap on all the things that I've been watching. Um, I did watch one thing, like the last thing that you have on your uh, watch. Yeah, I watched uh, Assassin's Creed, the Valhalla trailer. Uh, I think we already did bring up that uh, I heard rumors about that this game, or so, uh, ob- well, Valhalla obviously it will be Vikings, but it's not going to take place in Scandinavia. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, what's the, this about? Is it because the rating? What is it? And if you, by judging by the trailer, which is amazing, by the way, uh, if you haven't watched it, go watch it now. <laughs> oh, oh my god go watch it now it's so good uh or, or watch it afterwards it's also fine um but no it's really good and it seems like yeah the vikings are coming to to the uk and and they're settling because that's what they did um so uh and, and obviously you know the the english people weren't too happy about that um so uh so yeah looking forward to that i i like myself some norse mythology they already teased that you know some of the i don't know even remember what they called anymore the elders whatever that's old civilization that that the assassins creed people can see he's on the battlefield all of a sudden and the viking is 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 yelling odin is with us and i just love that they did that connection where they're like oh mm-hmm. those beings or whatever that they're seeing the, the vikings thought that those, those would be you know their, their god so uh so far i'm excited uh, i obviously haven't seen any you know gameplay footage stuff whatever yet uh so i haven't re- i still haven't i don't really know how much about, uh, too much about the game but by the judging by the trailer i'm on board it looks amazing this might be the the game that brings me back to the assassin's creed series and i have, have actually considered maybe picking up uh what is is it origins uh, or the what's the other one odyssey Odyssey, yeah, one of those just to see where where about Assassin's Creed is, just yeah. to you know warm up because you know the game's not out until um, the end of the year. Yeah, Odyssey is the last one that was released. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for the most recent, it's Odyssey, and then Origins is Egypt, 
uh, Origins has a cool thing in there. I was looking at something uh, that somebody was talking about that they were hoping that this game introduces as well. Is that in Origins, there's a mode where you can go up against like these giant creatures and mm. things like that. I don't know necessarily if they're like gods or um, like Egyptian I'm, myth- I'm, mythical creatures and things like that. They're yeah. kind of hoping that perhaps uh, even though Valhalla may just focus on um, like the invasion portion and whatever their story bits are, that they hope that there's a side thing going on where you can fight like maybe like Norse gods or anything like along those lines. Yeah. Fun fact also, uh, I just watched, uh, <laughs> I don't remember his name right now, um, but that's, that's like a YouTuber who, who takes a sword, who takes medieval fights and I'm like judging it, how accurate it is. And he knows a lot of stuff about history. And he's like, these are not the Vikings. These are not the Vikings we know. First of all, the f- very first image we see of the Vikings is that they live in a cold climate. And a lot of people think that because they came from up north, apparently. But if you look at a map, Denmark, Sweden, Norway is on the same height as England. And, mm. in, and when we get to England, it's summer and, and it's warm and stuff. And But when the Vikings, you know, sail off, it's it's winter and it's uh, snow everywhere. And it's like, yeah, no, it's not that far away from each other, actually. So <laughs> it, that wouldn't be that much of a difference. But uh, uh, so, yeah. But I mean, it, it is an assassin. I mean, sure, Assassin's Creed is usually, you know, taking... Uh, uh, points from 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 real life uh, uh, history and things like that, but mm-hmm. also, you know, it, it's it's a it's a video game, and and they have to you know buy into or sell sell the idea of, of Vikings, and I think you know that's most people is associating with Vikings up north winter stuff like that. So, um, I mean, I wasn't bothered with it, but it was just fun to watch that. Yeah, yeah, it's not that different. It's it's the exactly same climate. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. Uh, yeah. looking forward to it we'll keep eyes on it and definitely we'll let everybody know what we think about it once it comes out and if we play it mm-hmm. uh, other than that I've actually gone a bit back in time and I've been I haven't played anything really all that new recently but I have plans for a little game called Diablo 3 oh do you tell me yes, more yes I do I do tell me all about uh, it <laughs> well alongside yourself as you already know I had this idea <laughs> to just play the next season. Season 21 of Diablo 3 is coming out in the, probably the next month or so. We don't quite know yet. But I thought of, why not try to get a group together and go through the season and just kind of see what we can do in the seasonal journey. Push some greater rifts, get some Paragon levels. But in order to do that, I had to log into my EU account and check to make sure that I had finished the story mode. Because uh, you can't log into a season, no character, without completing the story mode. So I went through and I looked at it and the character there was sitting at a cool level seven, which meant that I had not completed the story mode. So I deleted that character. I played through act one, one day, just kind of sitting by myself. And then yesterday I hopped on stream. I was about a quarter of the way through act two and I pretty much streamed Diablo three from the middle of act two all the way till the end. And we mm. finished it uh, sitting there probably in about four and a half hours, I think, was my stream time at the end of it. But now I am ready on my EU account for season 21 of Diablo 3. So nice. I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Yeah, I don't have that issue. My my characters are ready. I just need to rebirth one and then I'm ready for season. season. What is it, 21? You don't have to rebirth. You can just create one. I could do that as well. Yeah. But season 21 yes. then I would have to come up with a new awesome name man Michael and you know what that would take like we would never get started <laughs> you can name him Captain Denmark <laughs> <laughs> maybe I will maybe I'll make a crusader <laughs> and call him Captain Denmark uh, but you've also been streaming quite a bit I've jumped in uh, what have you been streaming Mainly Hitman 2. Um, still, I, I think the very first stream that I did was Hitman 2. That was last week, um, where I played the new map, one of the new two, one of the two, two new maps, uh, 
And no, sorry, I played the last map of of Hitman 2. That was the first one that I streamed, and it was quite good fun. And then this week, I, pl- I jumped into the, the the other new, the first of the two new maps, which is New York. Uh, and it didn't feel because I didn't know the map. I just jumped into it. I just streamed it, and and it might have been fun to watch me fool around on a map that I don't know. But it just didn't feel good to me uh, mm. streaming it. So what I did yesterday. Day, the day before yesterday was that I uh, when I was streaming Hitman again I jumped into the very first map in Hitman 1 that I haven't I, I mean I know the map I s- sort of know what's going on in the map but it's two years ago that I played it the last time so you know it's not fresh in memory so it was actually <laughs> quite fun for me to jump in and try and get some um, challenges done and things like that because the challenges doesn't didn't carry over from Hitman 1 to Hitman 2 so there's a lot of stuff that you can do again there's also some new stuff on the map actually um, um, new mode and, and things like that, that so it was just it was just fun to me to, to, to just jump in and, and play that map and I think that the come the next few weeks what I will do is actually stream the old maps go back and see how much I can remember and just get through them, maybe get a few challenges here and there and things like that. So that's been really good fun. Uh, so if you're listening and you like Hitman, come come join us, or me at least. Michael is there. <laughs> Michael is there some of the time when he has, has the time to, to, to be in the chat and, and watch me uh, not go guns blazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's always a it's always a challenge nowadays. There seems to be so many people in our community that are streaming, and it's one is great. Like everybody, do your thing, keep on streaming, have fun. The problem is that sometimes you have to pick and choose who are you going to watch, and then yeah. also if I want to play a game as well, it's very difficult to keep tabs on a stream and play a game at the same time, especially. I don't if it's a story based game, I don't like having anything on in the background. I like to hear the story and get engrossed in it. Um, so for you, just know that it's nothing against you if I'm not there. Uh, <laughs> I try to jump in when I can. I think I've done a halfway decent job of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hitman is interesting. It's a game that I think I enjoy watching people play more than I actually enjoy playing it myself. Mm. I do need to get back to Hitman Absolution and see if that actually holds true or not. But um, other than that, I've been playing. I, I, I will tell oh. you, Michael. Though I will tell you that on that first map, the Paris map, I have unlocked the sniper. I, have, I know where to get the fireworks, and I have uh, unlocked the starting zone, which is where you would snipe them. Just telling okay. you, soon, soon, maybe <laughs> that, that will happen. That will happen. My so. my dream will come to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I've been playing Kingdom Hearts. I've gone back in time and I've played... Uh, I loaded up Kingdom Hearts on the PlayStation 4. I have the remastered or HD editions that they put out. And the Kingdom Hearts series is one of my favorite game series. And even though the first Kingdom Hearts is not my favorite because of like just the gameplay itself is a bit dated to me. Um, I will say that it's still a wonderful game and I enjoy it and I know the story beats and I just love the idea of Final Fantasy characters meet Disney characters and it just goes off the rails on this grand adventure. It's just a lot of fun to me. So that's pretty much it for what I've been playing. You got anything else on the... Yeah, I mean, last week we also uh, I told you about the lottery that we were going to do in in the guild, where we were going to uh, meet up, uh, get a random uh, role and class, uh, and so we did. I I uh, went and and I was like, you know what? I don't care. Roll, uh, do a random role for for the role that I should be playing. Mm-hmm. I got healer, so I was like, oh yeah, obviously I got healer because that's what I've been playing most of the time. <laughs> and then I got paladin. Um, so I am now a paladin healer. Um, didn't really, when I was like, I, I think I was a little bit like, oh, but there's so many other classes that I haven't really tried raiding with. I, I have tried raiding with paladins and there's so much else that I would probably have preferred. But I was also like, you know, what? this is, this is, this is the roles. This is the random number generator that generated this. So let's go with it. I've never healed as a paladin. I have raided both as tank and, and as uh, retribution tank and DPS, but I've never healed on a paladin. So, and I know they, they do play quite differently than, than, mm-hmm. than most healers. They are very ranged based where I'm used to just standing in the back, 
just minding my own business and throwing out a heel when people are getting hurt uh where the paladin is like in in the middle of everything hitting stuff while the dp uh, while they are healing uh mm. so it is very different i think so far because i've been doing some mythic plus some five man dungeons and i've also been doing some raiding which is roughly i think we're 14 people 10 to 14 people I do think that I enjoy the Mythic Plus more at the moment with how Paladin plays. It's a smaller group size. It's, e- it's a little bit easier to, uh, since I do have to be close to people to, to you know, throw out some heals and, and do my thing. Um, where in Raid, I find it very difficult um, to figure out, at least for now. I mean, I might change my mind down the line, but it just, I don't know. I, I can't really figure out how to, to really make it pop. In, in, mm. in a raid, so gotta do some research. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing tons of research, and 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 that's like a the thing is that that would be uh, there's some special traits right now in in the Asrite gear, uh, which is basically like like a, a form of, of talent tree that you can pick where you can build uh, a, a different kind of build for paladins that is apparently the the thing to do at the moment. So mm. uh, called Glimmer of Light. Um, which is also just it's just a little bit of a weird play style as well for me um so i mean it worked fine again five man dungeons it, it works pretty well it uh it, it's it gets a little bit weird for me in in larger groups um <laughs> yeah but, but i mean the thing is i've been playing my priest for uh since vanilla i've always been healing on it i've never been really being been doing dps uh so i've been playing it it's and i know how the class works i know everything about it i i can play that no problem i've even been raiding on a druid i know how it works i've, I've been raiding uh, half of one of the expansions exclusively on my druid also as a healer uh, so I know how those classes work. But paladin healing, I have tried, you know, doing my thing here and there, but never really jumped into it on the, in the deep end and trying to learn it. So it's a learning experience, um, and I and I'm you know right at the start of the journey. And I would assume it's a little bit, uh, it, it's almost like a culture shock because, like you've mentioned, it is completely different than mm. the healer that you previously played. Like I also have a holy priest that I've been working on. But in the background, I've also been leveling a Resto Shaman. So even mm. though the spells are different and things like that, the Resto Shaman still is very similar to the Priest, at least in where you position, what you're doing, um, things like that. So mm. I can see why all of a sudden being in the mix of everything and trying to figure out what the heck am I supposed to be doing in this pile, mm-hmm. um, how that can suddenly change things up. Yeah, <clears throat> But... I spoke about old games. Technically, WoW is still an old game, too. <laughs> um, and you actually put something in the show notes about an older game as well. So, uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with it the. It was, uh, uh, I just read, uh, well, actually, it was, I think it was Pete, uh, aka Titan Screed, uh, who posted in our Discord uh, this link to a, a post from uh, the good developers behind. Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer is in the process of getting some remastered versions done because, you know, those gaming uh, the companies, they like money. We like to pay them money if they make a good remaster. So, you know, that's how things work. Um, so, but what they came out and said, because people have been asking, hey, would, would there be any way of modding the game? You know, there's a lot of, you know, uh, home home developers and individual, small indie devs and stuff like that that, likes, that loves doing things like that. I mean, we've even seen, you know, d- uh, things like Dota coming out of you know Warcraft Three, um, the Warcraft Three modding community. I think CS uh, Counter Strike is also came out of Half Life, uh, also f- from the modding community. So you know it, it's always cool with, with, with things like that. Um, and Command and Conquer, the developers came out and, and now said that yeah, that will indeed be a way to mod because we will put the source code of these games out as uh, open source um so uh, if, if you have a, a developer in your stomach you should stop eating developers first <laughs> off uh, secondly uh, you now have you know the possibility to, to dig into to the old code of, of command and conquer and, and make something awesome out of it um uh, because I, I'm pretty sure that we know at least at least one person on this podcast who would love to see you know the next big thing when it comes to RTS 
Um, yes, so this interests me in the sense of I can't wait to see what people do. Uh, if uh, some standout things, both positive and negative, about like community driven projects in like these RTS games, let's look at first a negative side, which is um, Warcraft 3, the original, had so much uh mod development work on it like people created so many different things for the game like different modes and as we know like dota came from the warcraft 3 um engine like it stemmed from that people created defense of the ancients in warcraft 3 and then they went off on their own and created uh dota 2 and that spawned like this whole giant moba scene Mm -hmm. and that was all great and then unfortunately blizzard did the Warcraft 3 Reforged, and I don't know what the heck went on in their minds when they decided that, oh, all of that stuff is now gone. Mm. Uh, It's not compatible with Warcraft 3 Reforged, and as soon as you try to load up, I think if you have like an internet connection or something like that, if you try to load up Warcraft 3, it will automatically convert it to like Warcraft 3 Reforged, even if you don't own Reforged, Mm. which means you won't get all the graphics, but you'll have like the code line or whatever of Warcraft 3 Reforged, so you can't access anything from the old Warcraft 3. So that's a negative. But also you look at games like StarCraft 2, which had a... Um, once again, it continued that tradition of a strong in-game engine with customizable support. And you have the Blizzard Arcade in there, like the StarCraft II Arcade, where people created so many things. Like, people mm-hmm. have created their side campaign stuff. I've actually played quite a few of them, where there's different story modes and things like that. There's all kinds of crazy different game modes. I don't know if it's still a development, but somebody was creating, recreating Diablo 2 in the starcraft 2 engine people created a a not so great mmo starcraft universe in there (laughs) i tried it so many times and it's just not good i'm sorry (laughs) um but yeah this opens the gates to see what people can do and who knows what will stem from this like we've mentioned uh the moba genre just blew up from stuff like this so uh we could very well see an amazing product come out of this aside from hopefully an amazing command and conquer mm. remake or oh, yes. uh, just remaster so let's see what what they have to offer us there yeah and the positives I, that was the positives like just oh, the strong okay, yeah. stuff i i just kind of led right into it <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah 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 i mean i mean i totally agree uh i've played so much command and conquer and and the, also the tabirian wars and uh, it it's just I would love to see and a really good remaster where they don't f things up like other people, other companies have done. Uh, I would, <laughs> I would, I would really like to see a really good re- remaster. And I mean, uh, it seems like so far at least I haven't really followed development. I haven't really, I didn't actually even know that it was a remaster on the way before I read this. Uh, but it se- it does seems like they're taking, uh, you know, the the, the good uh, decisions. Um, so far at least so um so yeah i'm looking forward to this i'm def- it's definitely on the ra- on my radar now all right awesome that's good i think that i'm not one of those type of people that immediately dismisses a game because it's oh, a remaster no. or uh remake i oh, actually no, no, support no. it as long as they do it justice same same here i i, I mean we have seen lately that you know remasters done right uh they're amazing uh well uh, age of empires 2 got the hd was it the hd remaster i don't remember or maybe it's the same um but there's they, like three different versions <laughs> yeah um but but yeah but they they did a really good job there's also uh, spire of the dragon uh mm-hmm. i played those games so much when when i was younger and now they're back and i've been playing them so much again uh, i've almost almost completed the first one 100 percent uh for the first yeah. time in my life just because it's a good <laughs> game it's fun and and it looks amazing and i want it's not a, just three pixels that's a dragon i mean i, I love it it's amazing uh so if command and conquer is in, in that um department whatever that it's one of the good ones i would love that because i i, I would love to get back into the, to some command command and conquer and no i don't want to play the mobile version I'm sorry. <laughs> all right well moving on from the mobile version of command and conquer <laughs> i thought it would be cool to kind of talk a little bit about uh about comic book games because it used to be and probably some places it still is there was a stereotype back in the 80s or so when video games were like uh, more of an underground thing still. 
Hmm. It was more of only the nerds played video games. Uh, the ones that love reading comic books and play chess at lunch and things like that. They're the ones that play video games, not just normal people. But nowadays, both comic books and video games have suddenly surged into the limelight and with the help of the Marvel Cinematic Universe have kind of taken over modern pop culture. And now comic books are not such a, a nerdy thing. Neither are video games. You're not ostracized for talking about video games in some places nowadays. So I thought it would be cool to talk about some of our favorite and maybe there's even some bad ones out there that we might talk about. But just some of the uh, awesome comic book slash uh, graphic novel uh, based mm. video games that we have out there. Yeah, I have to admit when you when you suggested me this, I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. And then my mind went blank. I was like, what what comic book games have I actually played? And it went black for a while. But I think that I've found a few. Uh, I can see your list is definitely longer than mine. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, we only we only have like twenty five thirty minutes, so I don't I don't want to go too crazy. But uh, but yeah, let's just. That's I have to go I crazy. I can't. I get. I get so carried away when it comes to like, oh, I want to talk about this game, but then somebody's <laughs> going to be like, how can we talk about that game and not mention this one? Yeah. I have to. I just get super excited about it. Okay, let me start out. I know that my list is short, but uh, we'll make it work. I'll start out with, with the very earliest memory I have of a um, um, comic book game. Game based on a comic book. <laughs> uh, which is Spider-Man! And I think this must have been on the Amiga. It's really long time ago. It's really old. Uh, I, I am. I was thinking it could be Commodore as well, but I think it was in the Amiga days. I think the graphics was just a little bit was a little bit better. At least they are in my mind. And I just remember playing Spider Man. And back in those days, there were a lot of platformers around, like James Pond and uh, the, the likes of. of, of, of just a lot of that was a lot of platformers. Prince of Persia, also from back then. Yeah. Uh, so you know they, but, but the thing with the platformers back then was that everything worked the same way. You know, you run on a platform, you jump, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. That's not. That was not. That was the, the only difference was the character was different, or the story was, was different, things like that. And here comes Spider Man, and I just remember that you could use your spider webs and uh, attach yourself to the to the ceiling and crawl on the ceiling, crawl on the walls. It was it was it was mind blowing. It was really bad graphics, probably uh, compared <laughs> to today's standards, at least. But it was so much fun back then because it was just it was different. It was it was a superhero, and you know it, what what kid doesn't want to be a superhero? Let's be frank. It's true. Lots of kids want to be superheroes. Um, I guess we'll keep it with the old school Spider Man games, and we'll go it into the community. Because mm. other than Pete, a.k.a. Titan's Creed, we've talked about him earlier, um, other than his loving nod towards Superman 64, which we really won't talk about, <laughs> uh, he says that the, the last comic book game that he played would have been Spider-Man and Venom Maximum Carnage on the Mega Drive, or I believe that's the Sega Genesis for everyone else. Uh the important focus genesis and then everyone else is the mega drive <laughs> <laughs> um i think that one was it was a 16-bit side-scrolling platform game uh you can run around as spider-man and obviously uh venom was there and i think carnage was the big bad guy unless you're like really really close with like spider-man stuff Venom is off and on in terms of being villain slash anti-hero, mm. uh, especially when Carnage gets involved. Because like I think they start off as buddies, and uh, then like Carnage is just too crazy. It's like the Joker of Spider-Man, where he just goes off the walls, crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you for that. I'm actually gonna bump us up. I'm gonna bump us up from uh, the 16-bit and what was Amiga? 8-bit? I, yeah, maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was something around there. Uh, but I'm going to bump us up all the way to the, the Nintendo GameCube. And I'm going to talk about Spider-Man the Movie 2. Ooh. Which 
actually is probably one of the biggest contributors to Spider-Man modern games that we have. Mm. I remember playing that game, and yes, it's a movie game. But if you look at the history of movie games, it's one of the more well-received games. It was based off the movie, and I just remember being able to swing around in the city and the feeling of it. I remember you would push the trigger and Spider-Man would shoot his web out and it would go a little bit off to the side because it would like emulate that it's hooking onto a building and you'd be swinging slightly at an angle. Like you wouldn't just be going straight through. So it was really cool being able like back. It probably doesn't feel like that now, but it just felt like I was Spider-Man mm-hmm. like swinging through. And it was, it was, it was really great. Um, that feeling along those lines, I'm just going to try to get, uh, these next two out the way before we jump back over to you. Uh, PS3 time frame, Shattered Dimensions, and Edge of Time. Both Spider-Man games, I think they're made by the same people, and they're both really enjoyable. They're not these big worlds that you would think like um, like some of those other Spider-Mans are, that are free roam, and you kind of go around the world. These are more linear adventures. Like, I think um, uh, Shattered Dimensions, I think, or yeah, I think it's Shattered Dimensions. You're actually like chasing Craven through like this forested area, and then you battle him in this arena that he has. Um, it's really cool. Uh, one of the games, uh, Shattered Dimensions, I think it is like, uh, what's his face? Ah, Mysterio. Mysterio destroys like this tablet that it just warps space and time, and you get to play as like Spider Man Noir, uh, the future Spider Man 2099 regular spider-man and then i think it's black suit spider-man so each of them has like different abilities like spider-man noir is more stealth and things like that so it's pretty pretty interesting and then edge of time is a i don't know 100 percent. i've only played a little bit of it but it involves regular spider-man and spider-man 2099 there's a lot of spider-man games out there apparently yes. I, I i didn't know that i just played an old pixel spider-man back in the days and uh, <laughs> then another one. Is, is it time for the other one? It is time for the other one, okay. yes. Uh, I played the newest version of it, which um, if, if you pe- if you people listening knows us, you might know that, that we did uh, a show called Nerdness where we talked about the Spider-Man game and everybody was like, hands up, this is one of the best Spider-Man experiences we ever had in gaming. And uh, it is definitely... Uh, probably also the uh, superhero game that i've ever played uh it's it's really really good i really really enjoyed it just uh, swinging around this uh sort of version of new york was uh, so amazing uh you know all of a sudden just swinging by uh the, i was about to say the bruce wayne tower which is completely wrong uh <laughs> It's Avengers the, Tower, the Avengers Tower, uh, and, and yeah, no, it, it was it was so so good fun, um, and and just you know, just when you're swinging around, all of a sudden dialogue would start, or or the newscast with uh, Jonah would would start, and things like that, and oh, it, it's. It's amazing. I read that. That's the game where I, re- I really felt like I was. I was Spider Man, um, and and I even have the, the the theme and and the PlayStation theme I have on my PlayStation is the one from Spider Man, and just both my girlfriend and I just love when we just start up the, the PlayStation and the song comes on, and and we both are like, yeah, it's Spider Man, and we're like small like small children, <laughs> and yeah, it, it's it's a really good game. It's open world. Oh, and I love open world games as well. So that's just another positive for me at least for this game that it's open world you can do what you want when you want uh lots of small uh things in each zone as well that you can do like small puzzles more find every all these photographs whatever um or, or or just combat small combat missions things like that it's uh no it's really good it also had a dlc afterwards uh, after the game was finished which what actually it was worthwhile it's one of the I've never really been a big fan of DLCs because they never usually had that much new content to them, mm-hmm. in my opinion, at least in the games I've been playing, uh, where Spider-Man had, you know, three new storylines, uh, one new storyline with each a DLC. That was three DLCs in total, and you can buy all three of them bundled together, I think. And it was just... Wor- 
worth worthwhile. It, it was it was really good. Really really enjoyed this game. I have nothing but praise for it. Um, yeah, and I think it was uh, did no. I think it was the same year as, as God of Wars. So I don't think it sort of like won the game of the year thing, but it was it was definitely in the in the in the running runnings for it. Yeah, it, it was definitely in the running. Uh, this was a great game. A great game based off of an awesome character and probably to this day is it's it's the epitome of spider-man games like this is until they make another one that does this slightly better then this is going to be that game that people are like if you want to feel like spider-man go play this game Mm. Uh, special nods are like the voice cast Mm. was absolutely amazing in every regard you kind of touched on it a little bit there when you mentioned like oh little dialogues would pop up yeah hearing like jonah jameson on his like radio show and he's like ranting and raving it just gives you like this modern feel to when you hear political figures like speaking on their radio shows about Mm. like certain individuals that are a menace to society and things like that you hear uh, like Jonah Jameson spinning everything to make it so that Spider-Man's a negative guy. Like, oh, Spider-Man was caught saving these people from a fire that he probably created. Like, <laughs> I love like that little spin on it. Yeah, and and, and, and I mean, uh, I'm glad you're, you're bringing up uh, Jonah Jameson, and you know, he's he's like the political character, so he's the real hero of this game. Just wanted to quickly point that out <laughs> that uh, the, there is, if, if you like that sort of thing, then then he's in there. Uh, but but no no, it's it's it you you brought up again the, the small dialogues i start i remember there's you know swinging around on your way to a mission and all of a sudden these um, dialogues would start out and i was i would i would just sit down to stop what i was doing and just listen to the dialogues because i wanted to just get everything in because it, everything is just so good uh, and sometimes when you get to a mission area you know the, the mission would start automatically and and you wouldn't get to hear the the, the dialogue anymore so i was just i would just stop wait Okay, the dialogue is over. Continue uh, <laughs> uh, to, to go to the mission area. Yeah. All right, I'm going to switch gears a little bit, and I'm going to hit on two games. I'm going to hit on two games here that are from graphic novels. Um, and that is going to be one that Tom threw in, which yes. is A Wolf Among Us. I love and that game. I never played that one. Oh, Michael, um, you're missing out. You're missing I wanted to, but I never played it. But the one that I did play that was along the lines of Wolf Among Us was the Walking Dead, the season Mm. one, uh, the Telltale game, which was holy, holy moly. Like, so those Telltale games are kind of like the modern evolution of point and click, Mm. Uh, like a little bit more interactive. Maybe there's a quick little uh, button mash thing going on, or maybe it's a got to shoot the gun real quick. But I know a lot of people like The Wolf Among Us. Mm-hmm. I can't speak intelligently about it because I didn't play it. I can't. But I did play The Walking Dead. Mm. And I haven't. That that story with Clementine is just... Holy moly. It, it, it's very good. It's very good. Uh, you do get hung up sometimes on the gameplay. Because let me just say that these games don't necessarily have the best gameplay. Like when you're Mm. actually like moving around and if you have to shoot something, it's not always the best thing ever. Um, But it's not frequent enough that it detracts from whatever you're doing. The story takes center, uh, takes your attention right away. Yeah. And I think at least from the walking dead perspective, it's an amazing story and I recommend it to anybody. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on the wolf among us. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played uh, Walking Dead, so I can't really compare it to that. It's one of the few of the Telltale games that I haven't played. Uh, I do have them, I believe, in my Steam library, which is consists of two mini games that I haven't played, uh, just like everybody <laughs> else, right? Just like everybody else. Um, but The Wolf Among Us, I've I played pretty much every Telltale game except for The Walking Dead, but everything else I've played. And I, I would say that The Wolf Among Us is definitely up there among the better ones. Uh, it's based on the graphic novel called Fables, 
if people don't know what that is, then it's about all the fairy tale characters, but in a modern setting, and they had to uh, leave fairy tale uh, lands, whatever, because of uh, uh, stuff going on, and, and so they have to go into our world, to the human world where they live, uh, basically undercover. Uh, if you are a humanoid, then obviously you you can live among people. If you look like a human, you can live among people. If you don't, you need to get something called the glimmer. Uh, some people can't afford it, and there's a lot of political issues actually uh, <laughs> going on. Um, and it's just it, it's it's an amazing world, and you're playing as the big bad wolf, and you uh, and you have to you know you're sort of like the sheriff in town. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a murder mystery going on, and uh, you have to solve it. And yeah, oh, really, really good, really cool. Uh, I really liked the story. I didn't know the, the world of fables before this game, but it actually brought me into it. So I actually started reading some of the graphic novels and stuff like that. So it actually had the, uh, the opposite effect. I didn't know this world before, but I got pulled into it, and I has actually read some of the stuff now. So cool. it, it's a really cool game. I can really recommend it if, if you don't have if if you're lacking a Telltale-ish game to play. Uh, I can definitely recommend uh, 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 Wolf Among Us. Awesome. Uh, you know, another game series, or at least a series of games, that stem from a comic book, but they're not based off the comic book, are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games. Hmm. Generally, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games are based off of whatever animated show is around during that time period. You have like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the GameCube. I think there's one on like the Xbox as well. Um, but I'm going to take us back a little bit and talk about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, which mm -hmm. was the fourth game in the series, which was on the Super Nintendo. There was also one on the Sega Genesis along the same exact lines, which was uh, Hyperspace Heist or something like that. Um, I've played both of them. Now, like I said, these are based more so off of the TV show, which was an adaptation of the comic books. Because from what I understand, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic books are a lot darker than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that we actually know due to like TV and mm. stuff like that. I heard that they are they they're pretty dark, as a lot of like DC comic books are. Um, I don't know if they're DC. But, not DC. Uh, I don't think so, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of DC comic books are, oh, yeah, are okay, a little yeah, bit so darker. Yeah. Um, so I apologize if I gave the impression that I thought it was. The, um, there is a theory that, uh, uh, because, what is it, Daredevil, he, when he's a kid, you know, that's this... <clears throat> The, the original or origin story is that he, he gets, you know, there's a car that, that turns over a truck with some chemicals on it and he gets it in his eyes and, you know, and that's why he goes blind and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that's a theory that it, that's the same stuff that goes into the sewers and creates the Ninja Turtles. So they actually, they're, they're, that's a theory that these, those two worlds are actually connected. I don't think it's official canon. I think it is a fan theory. Uh, mm -hmm. Feel free to correctly if I'm wrong and it actually is canon nowadays but just fun fact those words could worlds could potentially be connected but i actually don't think and i think that it's only a fan theory is because i don't i don't actually think ninja turtles is official marvel um, comics no because i think that teenage mutant ninja turtles has had um crossovers with like batman mm. i want to say that they've done something with that um uh, but I think they've done more than that, too. I think probably they're somewhere just in the middle there, you know? And I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Mm. <laughs> Let's look um, it up. And I'm seeing... We have and the I'm technology. Seeing, like, Batman. Yeah, like, that's one of the great things. So, like, I'm seeing Batman there. Um, and I don't have enough time to read it all to see exactly everything they're talking about. But... Mm. Um, I don't think it's Marvel or DC. No, I, I do I think, think it's, it's I do think it's their own thing. But there's so so many you know people want to make crossovers and uh, yeah. and I think that people do think that that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was inspired by uh, Daredevil to that extent that you know the that the crash could potentially make make it happen that it, it happened at the same time and at the same place. So so if Marvel obtained. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they wanted to link it into their 
overall. Why didn't we talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies when we talked oh, about wait. the movies? Is Daredevil Marvel? Yeah, Daredevil is Marvel. Okay, okay. Yeah. Alright, let's move on. Let's move, let's on. move on. We're running out of time. <clears throat> we are. That's okay. We have like two <laughs> technic. Yeah, it's like two franchises left to kind of talk about. Um, and let's get to let's get to the X Men yeah. before we get to our last one. Okay, X Men games are popular throughout the wide space of gaming time. Um, they've been around since the very beginning. Uh, Syra from the community talks about the X Men arcade game, which I know of the X. X Men arcade game. I'm pretty sure you know about the X Men arcade game, which was no. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Keep talking. Keep talking. All right. So you could be. It was one of those arcade machines that had four joysticks on it, and you could go up there, and you and your friends could each put a quarter in or whatever it cost, and you could choose X Men and think about it along the lines of the Simpsons arcade game. Yeah. Where I, it's I an old know, school. I don't know the currency for the Netherlands. I don't know what it was back then. <laughs> Well, the idea is that you just pick an X-Men and you and your friends, like, you're running through a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Mm. And you and your friends would go through as X-Men uh, characters and you'd go stage by stage and just waste a ton of money trying to get, <laughs> trying to beat it. <laughs> uh, that's the X-Men arcade game. My actual introduction with the X-Men games was X-Men Mutant Apocalypse on the Super Nintendo, which... I still have on the cartridge and mm-hmm. I still love playing. It's such a great game. Yeah. It's based more of the animated series though, I think. I would love I love the X-Men. I love the old movies. I think the newer ones are decent. But only because they have the characters, not necessarily because the stories is always great in the newer ones, but mm-hmm. it, it's <clears throat> good action. It's always good action. So I've uh, it's superheroes, so I love it. Um, I would love to see if we can make a wish. Uh, I would love to see, you know, a, a, like they came out with a new Spider-Man game. I would love to see an X-Men game next, for instance. Oh yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. That would be amazing. Hmm. Uh, something that I don't know if you've played, which I'm pretty sure you would like, is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Mm, is that the MMO? No, it's not okay. the MMO. Um, this one is more of a, um, like a Baldur's Gate style game. Ah. Um, and when I say Baldur's Gate, I think I mean it more along the lines of not necessarily the old, old ones, but the ones in the middle, like the PS2 era one where you could take control of a character. Um, somebody else could take control of a character and you could level them up together. It's more of like that RPG aspect. Mm. Um, you could level up your party and your friends can grab control of them as well. But I think that it operates, it's like a mixture of that Baldur's Gate action with Diablo style action, yeah. if that makes any sense. Um, it's been a while since I played them. But the Marvel Ultimate Alliance, there's three games in the series, um, at least in the main series. And there's a few spinoffs like X-Men Legends and things like that as well. Um, I definitely suggest that. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the last big comic book character that we have. And everybody knew this was coming. If you have not been living underneath a rock since the beginning of time, then you would know that when it comes to video games and comic book characters, I think this character has quite the established uh, catalog behind him. And that's, of course, Batman. Or Bruce. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, uh, Batman. And before we get into my Batman games, let's go ahead and get into yours because I've never played this one, even mm. though I think I remember you telling me I should play it a yeah. while back. We are back at the Telltale games. Uh, they also did their version of Batman, which I think uh, is really cool because you get to choose. You have to st- strike a balance between when are you Batman and when you're Bruce because technically the same that those two characters could solve the same. Uh, at least in the game, they can solve the same issues. So you decide, well, should I go in as Bruce and, you know, just use my charm and pay some money and fix it that way? Or should I go in as Batman, apply a little bit of uh, gently brute force uh, to fix the situation? Or how, how do I want to solve it? And I really think that they, they managed to, to do a, a really good job with, with the game and how you strike that balance. Uh, so... 
it's again, it's one of those few Telltale games that is at the top. Uh, that it, it's, I think it's really cool. And because I tweeted out that um, when we tweeted through our uh, our account that we were going to talk about this subject, I retweeted it and said, yeah, I, "The Telltale Games is, is pretty cool." And uh, a nice chap named Mo at Mo Corp, also called Clay, uh, tweeted me that, "Hey, there's also a season two. Have you played that?" And I was like, oh, "No, I have not. I did not know there was a season two. So I went straight to Steam and bought it. And uh, yeah, I will be playing that very soon. Uh, so apparently, there's a season." two um so I, I cannot speak about that one obviously yet but the first one first game really good can recommend and i have a feeling that if i like batman you're about to recommend me something as well i am about to recommend my favorite series of comic book based games ever um as much as i gushed about spider-man on the ps4 Spider-Man on the PS4 would not exist in its current state without this series of games. And I'm not alone in thinking this because the moment we put out the tweet, we had some people chime in on Discord or Twitter. Um, Selena, my fiance, actually just yelled, Arkham! <laughs> um, Tom put in Batman Arkham City and Arkham Origins. And for me, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City are the quintessential Batman games. Not only are they like the best Batman games in existence, but they're some of the best action stealth games. Like there's some stealth oh, elements in there. Game. You had that stealth game. Oh, man, those games are so amazing. Mark Hamill as the Joker just like takes it above and beyond. And you have Kevin Conroy uh, reprising his role as Batman. He's the voice actor that does it in the animated series from the 90s. Uh, it's they're so good and let me just say that at least if you get them on pc Mm -hmm. because visually pc does a little bit more than i haven't tried to go back to like the ps3 and play it on there but i will say that visually gameplay wise it holds up tremendously well fun fact Uh, you brought it up playstation 3 i have a playstation 3 still um i have three discs lying at my desk which is the three? Is it or is it two? I don't remember. Just so there's, two. so there's four. There's four. Um, then I have, then I have three. I have three of them on PlayStation Three. Um, and fun fact, I also have all four games in my Steam library, <laughs> which I, you know, mentioned earlier that that's the place where games are waiting to be played, right? <laughs> yeah. I tried to get Marty to play it before the show, but he decided to play Hitman instead. Uh-huh. Uh, Probably because he knew that if he started playing it before the show, we wouldn't do a show because he'd still be playing it. Yeah, that's that's, it's just, that's it. That's it, Michael. You nailed it on so for those, So for those who don't know, I'll go quickly through the games. Arkham Origins was done by a different studio than uh, Rocksteady. Rocksteady did the, the three main games in it. Um, Origins, I don't know who it was done by off the top of my head. It was done by somebody different. Um, it's hit or miss for some people. It feels the same, but it also feels different than the other three. Like, it's missing some of that polish. Um, the Joker is not Mark Hamill. It's somebody else, but he still does an amazing job. Um, but Arkham Asylum is the first one in the series. Then there's Arkham City. The game opens up. Arkham City is arguably the best game in the trilogy and is still considered people's favorite. Um, And then there is Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight is still a great game by any means. But unfortunately, the first game that you get control of the Batmobile is the game that they put way too much emphasis on the Batmobile and not necessarily in a 100% exciting way. Mm. So that's my biggest problem with that is that they introduced the Batmobile and then there's a little bit too much there. So, oh, yeah, apparently we have a special guest telling us that it's time to wrap up. Um, (laughs) Food time. Come on, guys. <laughs> so we've gotten a chance to nerd out quite a bit. Oh, yes. Over comic book games. and I think we could have continued because while we were talking and while we were talking about different games, more games came to mind. Um, but, but I think that's 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 usually how it is. Maybe <laughs> maybe we'll do a part two, you know, the sequel. Comic book games, the sequel one day. Yeah. Um, but- and as always, as always, you all can contribute your opinions even after the show 
Okay, you can let us know anywhere. Um, also, I'm going to say something, a little bit of call to arms. If anybody wants to correct me on this or say something about it, feel free to do so. Let us know that you stuck around this long. I am going to say something a little bit controversial, and that's that I think that Ben Affleck is probably my favorite Batman <gasps> in the Michael. in the movie. Yes, I think that he did an amazing job as both Bruce Wayne and Batman, um, yeah. especially as the older version. Uh, I have so, so many comments about that. Let's take those another day. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Um, anyway, you can let us know how much of a fool you think I am for liking Ben Affleck um, as Batman or how much of a genius I am for liking Ben Affleck as Batman. I, I already, I, already I have my Twitter here. I'm, I'm already tweeting you <laughs> this. You can let us know by emailing the show over at two nerds, maybe more at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter, which is two nerds, maybe more with the number two, or you can check out our website, which has all the information and more over at two nerds, maybe more.com. Other than that, that's all we got for you today. It is. Um, any any last words, Marty? Yeah, no? I'm going to go now, going away to go learn <laughs> to go learn some Dutch, <laughs> as we all are. All right, we will catch you all in the next episode. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for listening. And until next time, take care of yourselves. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. dot <laughs>